Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Just click more on the lower right-hand corner. Scroll down to live radio. Bam! That's where you can find us. But it is not Keyshawn, J. Will, or Max this morning. It's a takeover. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, sneak peek, if you will, of Fitz and Harry, which starts January 3rd, uh, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from noon to 3 uh, Eastern every single day. My guy, it was a big day yesterday for two division rivals. Yes, it was. But before we even get to that, Fitz, I got to tell you about yesterday. Today, I got on the airplane at the airport. Multiple people, multiple people coming up to me. Hey, man, I can't wait. January 3rd, right? Fitz and Harry. Every weekday, 12 noon to 3 p.m. I said, that's right. It's like, man, we're going to be supporting. About at least five people, Fitz, came up to me yesterday in the airport or on the airplane and said they can't wait to watch the show. See, that's why I love working with Harry Douglas because he's actually, like, famous and a superstar. When people walk up to me in the airport, it's usually <laughs> to ask where the bathroom is or, like, where the Starbucks is. Like, ain't nobody coming up to me saying anything about But, yes, you are right uh, because I'm, I'm just riding the coattails of Harry Douglas to magnificent <laughs> success. Uh, we're going to be hanging out with you every day. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You guys can hang out with us. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 888- Seven two nine three seven seven six. If you're like me and you don't like to use the little spelly numbers thingies, ESPN Nation presented by Dr Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr Pepper. The one fans deserve. Fans in Denver thought they deserved a great season, and a lot of us spent all summer talking about it. Well. Uh, my prediction, the one thing I think I got right, was that Denver would be the worst team in the AFC West. I didn't even know it would go this bad. And they've now parted ways with head coach Nathaniel Hackett. They're 4-11. and So this becomes one of the rare times we've ever seen a coach in his first year, Harry, not even make it through the season. That's staggering compared to what everyone expected in June. Yeah, you look at a lot of things that transpired with, uh, within the Denver Broncos this season. Uh, from the offensive side of the ball, you talk about communication issues, situational football not being on point, uh, the offense not on one accord, Russell Wilson not being everything that they thought he was going to be able to be. But you look across the board, you look at points per game, 15.5, that's last in the National Football mm. League. Mm. Third down offense, 28.6%, uh, percent, that's last in the National Football League. Sacks allowed, 57, that's last in the National Football League. And then when you look at a guy like Russell Wilson from a passing standpoint, 15-plus yards down the field, his completion percentage is 44%. Yards per attempt is three, um, three yards. And then touchdown to interception ratio is 6-6. Six to six. That is unbelievable. And not only that, they gave up a haul for Russell Wilson. But here's the thing. I never thought that Nathaniel Hackett in the offense that he wanted to run and Russell Wilson was a match. Russell Wilson is not a timing quarterback. And we've seen that time and time and over and over again when he was with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Russell Wilson with a run game and make splash plays here and there, that has been Russell Wilson. But when you have Javante Williams get hurt early on and, you know, Melvin Gordon can't hold on to the football inside his own five-yard line, you're going to force Russell Wilson to have to be in more passing situations. And for the, you know, the phrase, let Russ cook, we're not letting Russ cook anymore. If you, the new head coach coming in and whatever off, offensive system that he wants to run, we're not letting Russ cook. Russ was trying to cook eggs, and he burnt damn eggs. <laughs> Think about that. Russ burnt eggs, man. How hard is it to burn eggs? 
<laughs> I love the analogy, but like, let's be real. The reason Nathaniel Hackett is gone right now and Russell Wilson isn't from the Broncos is because there's no salary cap for coaches. No. Right? Like, you can fight. Coaching contracts are fully guaranteed. So whatever Nathaniel Hackett got in his contract, he's going to see every dollar up. But there's no consequence to the future. It's just a matter of do a bunch of billionaire owners want to pay more checks. You can't just do that. Uh, to that end, Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, was on this show yesterday with this hot take on Russell that's physically impossible, but I want you to hear it. I don't think it's out of the realm to sit there and say, should we just move on from the quarterback? And I know, Dan, that's so dumb. You can't because you can. And now it's awful. You're not going to be good next year unless Russell somehow. Because here's the reality. Who wants that job? What coach is like that you think that coach is the guy to get Russell Wilson back and to fix Russell Wilson? Well, there's not that many of them. Uh, So a couple of things. It's roughly a hundred million dollar cap hit if they move on from Russell Wilson. A hundred million dollars. So no, you can't do that because you wouldn't even be able to pay to put a, a reasonable roster around. But then to the other point, man, as you can see if you're watching us on ESPNU, I'm sitting here in a damn Raiders hoodie. Like the answer of who's going to want that job? Uh, I've seen the worst of the worst from Raiders teams, and my God, there are still coaches <laughs> doing cartwheels naked in the street to try and line up. There's only 32 NFL jobs, and we're making it sound like Russell Wilson is Jamarcus Russell he ain't like it is not that long ago we saw Russell Wilson be very good the question is just can you come in and you see it on the screen now 107 million dollar cap hit 85 million the year after Russ ain't going anywhere so it, it becomes a question of who can walk in and say I've watched tape on Russ and I know how to maximize him that's the only question that should be asked in the next head coaching interview is what's your plan for Russell Wilson because we can't do anything about that yeah and it has to be somebody that you know Puts, puts the run game first, right, and wants to rush the football because that's when we've seen Russell Wilson be the most effective uh, from his days in um, in Seattle. And also a, a great and solid defense. We know the Denver Broncos, they have a solid defense, uh, but that's been you know negated because of the terrible offensive play to the point where you've seen turmoil from guys coming off the football field talking to offensive people and specifically Russell Wilson because the lack of play that they have had this entire season. But the next head coach, right, He's going to have to be able to see how can he get the best out of Russell Wilson. And if he does have an offensive system in which he has to, because if you're not going to get the head coaching job if you don't, how are you going to tailor some of the things in your system towards the strengths of Russell Wilson? Because he holds the football entirely too long at times. That's the reason why he was sacked so much in Seattle, and that's one of the reasons why the Denver Broncos are number one in sacks allowed right now, because he sits and holds the football so much. I swear to God, he's Harry Douglas, I'm Jason Fitz. Uh, like, if our show, Fitz and Harry, that starts January 3rd, could have a slogan, one of them is going to be systems matter, right? Because, yep. like, you played in the league for 10 stinking years, and this is what blows my mind. We see players that, that are absolute failures, and we immediately establish bust to that player. Well, the player must be a failure. But then you see that player go somewhere else, and they have a nice career. They do good things. Like, systems matter, even at the highest level yep. of the best position in foot. Like, if you are a quarterback, you still need the right coaches. And I've talked to a bunch of guys that were around the league, that coached in the league, that break down film of the league, that have said for years, Russell Wilson has a very particular, there's a particular way that you make Russell Wilson successful. Now we're seeing that that's the case. So this immediately becomes a matter of, can you bring somebody in with the system that can maximize Russell? Because again, this is not like a terrible quarterback. This is a quarterback that a year ago, people were saying, Hall of Famer headed to the NC West. I'll tell you this, it can't be let Russ cook. Oh no! As no. I cross my damn shoulders, <laughs> you, you keep you keep thinking you can let Russ cook. 
and see what happened to the damn mansion. You and see I, what happened to the mansion. See what happened to the building. It's going to all be burnt down. Keep letting, them, keep letting Russ cook if you want to. You, you and I both like to cook a lot, right? Yes. And, and it's funny because like gotta, anyone that grew up. give them some classes. Right. But when you're a little kid, particularly, you walk in the kitchen, they'll be like, I'll let you cook. Yeah, you can help. And then you give like the menial tasks <laughs> to the kids. That's when you like let Russ cook the, the pre-boxed mac and cheese and then tell him how great it is. But that's about it. Like, don't let Russ, don't let Russ handle the main dish. Give him one of the sides and let it be mixed. Like that, that's let the- Russ cook. <laughs> I don't oh. get out of here with that damn slogan. In honor of Hackett being let go by the Broncos, we're asking you guys, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Who's the athlete or player from your fandom that you wish you could just exchange? You just want to take him back after Christmas and be like, sorry, uh, my aunt got me this ugly sweater and I don't want it anymore because that's what the Broncos are doing right now with Hackett. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. All right, the Broncos are the worst of the AFC West, but... The Chargers have punched their playoff ticket. The question is, are they an actual threat in the AFC? We'll answer that coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Broncos are the worst of the worst in the AFC West. But one team in the AFC West can now punch their playoff ticket finally. And it's the Los Angeles Chargers. They beat the Colts last night 20-3. to Question is, now what? It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, I will keep reminding you all damn morning because I am that excited that Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. Is there a number of times, Harry, that's too many times to promo the new show? Because I don't think so. No, not at all. Okay. We need everyone to know. We need all the people to, you know, join us and join our fan club. Yeah. Do we have a fan club? Now we do. Okay. We got a fan club. I I didn't know that. Fitz and Harry. uh, Fitz and Harry fan club let's we go baby let's go uh, the chargers have a fan club there's like three people in it uh but but they're, they're very <laughs> diehard chargers fans yes i know i'm the raiders fan and i'm making fun of the chargers believe me i'd switch places with you any day to go back to the playoffs uh but justin herbert has finally made the playoffs and the, i say finally because every stinking year the Chargers are part of the conversation. I picked them to win the West this year. I thought they were going to be the best team in the division. It uh, turns out I underrated uh, Kansas City, absolutely. But every year, we keep saying, well, this is the year. This is what Justin Herbert had to say at his press conference after the game about how it feels to make the playoffs. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I think it's a great sign for all the hard work that we put in this year, and, and we've definitely dealt with our adversity, our fair share. Um, but, you know, the story of the day was the defense stepping up big time, getting those stops, and, um, you know, there's plenty of room for improvement for our offense. Um, but, you know, it, it's a good sign for us of, of things to come. It's interesting here he says that because uh, you and I were both watching that game. We were texted during that game. That was, that, that was a trash offensive performance until very late in the game. That was not, I, like, Austin Eckler was on my fantasy team. I needed him to get a whopping 14 points for me to advance to, the, to my fantasy football championship. He barely got there. Like, I, for the longest time, I was like, what the hell are they doing offensively? Yeah, it, it took to the, I think it was like one minute left in the first quarter before they got their first first down. And I think when you look at the Los Angeles Chargers, because you have pieces all over the place, and granted, you know, Rashawn Slater went out, um, their left tackle with an injury earlier this season. He has an opportunity to return during the playoffs. I can't wait to see how that's going to go. You got uh, Joey Bosa out on the defensive side, J.C. Jackson out, even though he wasn't playing up to his you know, contract. He just signed this offseason before he left. But you have a lot of guys that have been in and out of the lineup. And this is a team that has spent a ton of money, right, free agency-wise and re-signing guys, and Derwin James is phenomenal, even though he got you know ejected from last night's game. But that hit he put on, on, on a receiver, that's old-school football. That's old-school football. When, when I was playing, that, that would not have been a penalty. It just would have been, hey, play on, incomplete pass. But offensively, I think there, ha- there hasn't been any consistency. And when I say there hasn't been any consistency, they don't run the football effectively. And when you get to the playoffs, especially the AFC, when majority of your games are going to be outdoors in cold weather. And Fitz, I had to learn this when I went to the Tennessee Titans. And you don't have many stadiums that are, you know, covered or domes. I mean, you have a few new ones now, the Raiders and the Chargers, because of new things being built. But in actual reality, the teams that are making the playoffs are the teams that, you know, playing in that bad weather and you got to run the football effectively. You're not going to be able to throw the, pass the ball as much as you may want to. And right now, you look at the run game, they're 23rd in rushing. They're third in passing. There has to be some sort of, you know, different kind of balance moving into the playoffs because I think that's been one of the things. And I think Troy and Buck touched on that last night in the post game how Justin Herbert just doesn't have the luxury of, you know, going back and handing the football off to a bell cow back. Now, that's nothing against Austin Eckler because even with Justin Herbert there, I think Austin Eckler, from an offensive standpoint, has been the most consistent player for the Chargers the last few years. He does it in the past. The man has 99 receptions right now in the pass game. Think about that, a running back having 99 yards, I mean 99 receptions. But also on the ground, he's been able to do it as well. But they don't have that, you know, thunder and lightning, that, that big back, bruiser back, small back that, you know, that can run the football from the backfield but also go out and eat you up in the pass game. And I think that's something they're missing, but I don't think that's the, the mindset of their offensive scheme either. I think he's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz and I'm Keyshawn J. J. Will and Max. I, I, this sounds harsh, but I, I would say to the Chargers fan base that's yelling about injuries, miss me with all that conversation. 
Now that we've expanded the NFL to 17 games, we see more and more of it. How many teams right now, and San Francisco becomes the outlier, and they are the outlier. But my God, they're without their best weapon offensively. They're without uh, their first and second string quarterbacks, and they're still coming out winning football games. we, We are in a world where if you choose to build your roster with all superstars, that's fine. But you better have depth somewhere. You better have guys that are plug and play. And so for all the injury conversation, uh, for me, there's this moment of like, at some point, if you're injured every year as the Chargers are, then you better uh, account for that. Now, I think... Or the training staff or the, the strength staff needs to be questioned. Because for your team to have these injuries week in and week out and year in and year out, something to say about the training staff, something's to be said about the strength program, strength and conditioning program, and that needs to be altered as well. Well, and to that end, though, I would say, like, we have talked about the Chargers like their season has been an epic fail because they're under the microscope and everything they do and because they're in the same division as the Chiefs. But right now, the Chargers are sitting at 9-6. and six. I think they have a real shot at winning out. They'll end up being an 11-win football team that we've talked about like is broken for much of the year. Two weeks to go in the season – they're 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 sitting here and, and uh, you know they've got the where will they land most likely playoff seed. Uh, you can look at five, six, and seven: the Jags, uh, Ravens, and Chiefs. Uh, when you start talking about the Chargers, to me, they have a real shot at eleven wins. They have a real shot at a Super Bowl in the sense that they are talented enough. I just don't trust the coaching staff, particularly in a Super Bowl matchup against you know, or in an AFC Championship matchup against, let's say, Andy Reid. Well, no, especially because we know that game particularly is going to be in cold weather, right? And we know the mindset of this this coaching staff offensively, and we know how you know a guy in Brandon Staley loves to go for it on fourth down. I was not gonna, I'm not going to lie; I was kind of proud of him last night because I think it was early on when they had a fourth and it wasn't too much to get to gain to get the first down, but it was deep in their own territory, and he punted the football. And I say, oh my goodness! I know going through his mindset, he's saying, you know what? We're in the playoffs right now. I can't make no bonehead move at this juncture in this ball game, early on this, in this ball game, and give the Indianapolis Colts any kind of life because that's something that he has done in the past. Now, I, I do believe that you can go for it on fourth down, but pick and choose your spots. I don't mean every time you get a fourth and short or every time you get a fourth and two, a, a situation like that, you just go for it. Pick and choose your battles and understand the way the game is going, but then also understanding the offense of the opposing team. You knew you were playing the Colts last night. They were struggling to do a lot of things offensively, and your defense has been stepping up. Now, let's talk about this defense for a second because, you know, a lot of people have been giving them a lot of credit. I give them a ton of credit against the Miami Dolphins because they had a specific plan that shut down Tua in that pass game that loves to go over the middle of the football field, right? And then they also negated the run game for the Miami Dolphins. They played the Titans and the Colts next. Those are two teams that are really, really struggling right now offensively. The Titans start at 7-3. They have lost five straight. They don't have their quarterback right now. From an offensive standpoint, they're struggling to garner a lot of things. Last night, the Indianapolis Colts, atrocious, Vince. Atrocious. I can't believe I spent my time last night watching that atrocious offensive football. But I had to because I know we were coming on the show this morning. You got to, you know, kind of consider those kind of things when you're looking at this uh, Los Angeles Chargers defense because it's not like they're playing high-powered offenses outside of the Miami Dolphins. The last two weeks, they're playing the Titans and the Colts and two teams that are really struggling from an offensive standpoint. 
Well, there's a lot to break down there, and we will keep breaking it down. We're also asking you guys, in honor of Hackett being let go by the Broncos, who's the athlete or player you wish you could just exchange? A bad gift you want to get back? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bunch of you guys want to chime in. We'll let you in just a second. But coming up, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavaloa is in concussion protocol again. Should the Dolphins just shut him down? What's it mean for the rest of their season? We'll answer that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're hanging out with you on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2 you can also click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. Bam! That's where you can find us. It's a sneak peek of Fitz and Harry that starts January 3rd from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll get into Tua in a second, but leading us there, we're asking you to join in on the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. In honor of Nathaniel Hackett being fired by the Broncos, who's the athlete or player or coach from your fandom you wish you could just exchange like you're just walking into the department store and saying nah i'm good with this tim in north carolina uh, thanks for hitting us up tim what you got who do you want to just exchange uh it, we're already talking about him it, it's got to be Tua, and, and let me explain to you why real quick is it's not his abilities his abilities he's shown this year that he can be a playmaker he's he's a very good football player it's about his uh his health you know and Miami Dolphins medical staff, they need to go in there and fire every single one of them because they're going to get this boy hurt. And uh, and I tell you what, Mike McDaniel, the coach, let Raheem run the dang ball, man. Come on. Tim, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate <laughs> it. And, you know, I, I hear what Tim's coming from when you start thinking about what, what we just talked about in the Sports Center update. Two is back in the concussion protocol for the second time officially that he's been in this protocol. What, what really stunned me as I was reading the Sports Center uh, update, Harry, was the, the statement here. McDaniel said Tua Tungvaloa displayed and admitted to having concussion symptoms when he spoke with the team doctors Monday. There has to be a conversation here. I mean, we're, we're going to be harsh on the Miami Dolphins team doctors. I understand that. 
But you know as a player, at the end of the day, the only person that knows what you're feeling and how you're feeling when you've been in that protocol is the player. There's got to be a real conversation with Tua about, like, dude, let me help you. Not only just a real conversation about that situation, but for Tua, his family, uh, going forward. Because I'm a person, and I actually said this yesterday on Keyshawn J. Will and Max when I was on with Courtney Cronin, I thought Tua shouldn't have been playing. Even though Tua has been fantastic, right? After coming back from the, that concussion issue that he had on Thursday night football against the Cincinnati Bengals, I, right then and there, I thought he shouldn't have been playing football again the rest of this season. Because what we have to understand, and I understand fans of the Miami Dolphins, they want to win, and you want to win badly. But you got to ask yourself, do you want to win so badly to the point to where it hurts Tua as a human being the rest of his life? And the game of football, we got to realize it's just a game. There is this thing called life. Right when you get a, when you have kids, you got a chance to play with your children. You got a chance to be a brother, a son. Those things, in my eyes, are way more valuable than going out there and risking your life on a football field because you have you have head injury after head injury. At some point, you got to have that conversation with yourself and your family. But also, there should be people protecting you and making sure you don't put yourself in those situations. The hardest part about all of this, and look, Twitter warriors have gone nuts about what should happen and, and how to it should be treated, and I agree. The, the system seems to be broken when you've got somebody getting this many head injuries, right? I, the system seems to be broken. My, my challenge to everybody involved is how, how are you going to fix it? Like, instead of just complaining about the problem, what is the solution? And I'm looking at it saying the NFL has made sure that they have uh, doctors, neuro, whatever, uh, that are on the sidelines that are not affiliated with the team. They're not affiliated with the league, right? So supposedly that's putting a doctor in a situation where they're looking at players. They're looking for indications. So the league is saying, hey – we're, this person does not work for the Dolphins. They have no vested interest in it. And people may not want to believe that, but what else can the league do? Like, if a player doesn't tell you the symptoms, and if you're watching it, you're like, man, it just looks like he's falling apart on the field and not playing well. Are we supposed to, every time a player goes through a bad run of throws, like last night, Nick Foles, interception, 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 they supposed to analyze him for a concussion? Or do you just presume well, that the player's not playing well? Like, the player's got to save himself. Well, we just had a situation where um, Devontae Parker had a concussion on the football field, and no one upstairs noticed but his own teammate. I think it was Jacoby Myers, I'm not mistaken, was like, no, we need to stop play. Something's not right. He's not right. So if a player on a football field that's going to line up for another play can see that, somebody from the sidelines, somebody from upstairs should be able to see something. And and that's where in life, and I've said this a million times, whatever you're dealing with in life, look left and right and be better, right? Like we all need, like I I consider you to be not only a close friend, but like a brother to me. If I see you doing something stupid, I'm going to tell you you're doing something stupid. You've got to check me. Like there's got to be, that's got to be part of the relationship in a huddle when you're looking at things. Like there are accountability conversations that need to happen for everybody involved. I just think that it's, it's really simple to try and find a simple – it's, I should say, everybody wants to find a simple solution to a really complicated problem. We're going to get some expertise on this in just a minute with one of our favorite guests, but we have some, uh, we have, we have some rankings. So you got, you got something you got to rank here. So Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, yeah, presented by Progressive man. Insurance. I'm the smartest guy in the box, so I like that too. Key's Real Rankings. All right, so, we got a real wide receiver one here today, so we're going to let the real wide receiver yeah. one. I'm throwing all that shade. <laughs> oh, I'm throwing all that shade. I, I, I mean, I, there, there's. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, so go ahead, go ahead. You yeah, got, so, so we're going to rank, you know, the top wide receivers that are in the playoffs at the moment. 
And for me, I had to do an honorable mention because I love me some Devontae Adams. So he is going to be my honorable mention um, wide receiver right now just because he's been phenomenal, even though you're Raiders. And I know you're making his face, and I don't care nothing about your face. They're still in the playoff, huh? You could have counted. Take the damn sweatshirt off. Oh, I'm not saying like, You have you, no reason to wear a sweatshirt You're presuming morning. I don't have – like, I got Raiders shoes on. You think I don't have Raiders underwear? Like, the more we strip down, we're still going to see the Raiders Now, this logo. is my segment, okay? okay? So, so you, you just chill out for I'll, a second. I'll be over here. So we got Devontae Adams as honorable mention. Now, we're going to start with number five. I need my sounder. Number five. Number five. We're going to go with A.J. Brown from the Philadelphia Eagles. And this human being right here has been nothing but phenomenal for the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. You talk about a big-body guy with a catch radius that is wide. And just about anywhere you put the football near him, he's going to go up and get it. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles were looking for in getting Jalen Hurts a weapon. And he has made a major difference. That's my number five. Number four. Number four. I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs. I got to give the little guy some loves. Uh, some love. This Every route on the route tree, Stephon Diggs is able to run. I love his passion. I love his alpha male attitude. And he never shies away from the moment. There's, there's times on the football field where Josh Allen doesn't go to him on third downs. And he's looking like, my goodness. Number three. Number three. I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. 113 receptions right now, over 1,600 yards, seven touchdowns. They have the number seven seat right now in the AFC. Speed kills. Defensive backs are scared of speed and guys that can get out the ball and get you out of your backpedal. Number two. Jamar Chase. And even though he's missed some games this season, how valuable he is to the Cincinnati Bengals cannot be overstated over and over again. 79 receptions, 960 yards, eight touchdowns. They have the number three seed right now in the AFC. His connection and his, uh, I'll say his his whole persona, him and Joe Burrow, those two guys, what they built at LSU is just phenomenal. Number one. Number one is no surprise. Mm. If you need a play, what should I say? Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the National Football uh, League this year as Mike Tannenbaum is looking at me like I'm crazy. 123 receptions, 1,700 yards, and eight touchdowns. Everybody in their mama. Mike T, everybody in their mama. No, Justin Jefferson is going to get the football, but guess what, Mike T? They can't do a damn thing about it because he's that doggone good. Uh, th- these rankings brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today, 877-ASK-DELL. Mike Tannenbaum in with us. We've, we've thrown shit. We, we got mamas going in. We're throwing <laughs> show the shade to Keyshawn. Uh, good, good morning. Welcome to the show. And more important than that, you know, you guys are having this great conversation about friendship, brotherhood. And I got to tell you, the impact, Jason, you have on Harry is unbelievably discernible. <laughs> a year ago at this time, I'm on this show Harry has a candle. He's violating ESPN policy, <laughs> HR, New York City or Fire Department. A year later, he's compliant. He has a national show. So your impact on Harry is just absolutely commendable. Uh, you, you talking like we ain't trying as, to get a candle I, deal as, for that as, show. Though we, like, I had candles lit in my bedroom last night at the hotel. Uh, I'm uh, not going to say if, what hotel. If, I don't if, want them to shut me down. Yeah, if Jason and Harry isn't sponsored by Yankee Candle, I don't know like what sponsor. Uh, we go. I mean, hit, hit us up because like, we do love some candles. Like, yes, we do. I, I'm, I'm more of a Bath and Body Works guy, but Yankee, you can hit me up. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Mike Tannenbaum joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz uh, in for the guys. Uh, so let's let's start. Uh, obviously with Tua, right? We were just having a conversation as you came into the studio and sat down about how to handle concussion protocol. Uh, I'm going to make you the GM of the Dolphins right now. Uh, A, what are you doing with your quarterback? And B, how are you going to get him to be, be better about telling you during the game what's going on? Yeah, you guys were having a great conversation. I think fundamentally it starts with this, like, 
sometimes you have to protect players from themselves, and not all concussions are equal. And what's interesting is I did the late-night Sports Center on Sunday night, and the reason I bring that up is Mike McDaniel, I, I listened to all the post-game press conferences, and Mike McDaniel was breaking down. Now, this is before any of the concussions were reported, said when he was breaking down the three interceptions, he said, you know, on the second one, the play may have been called wrong because the receiver, there was obviously a miscommunication. It was the play that Devondre Campbell had, and it was sort of like it was a zone defense, and obviously he thought the receiver was going to break off the route. That may or may not have anything to do with that concussion. I'm just saying, like, in context of trying to give two of the benefit of the doubt of his performance, obviously that could have impacted how he played. And I would say moving forward, look, you guys did a great job breaking down. There are rules and procedures in place that are supposed to be led by neutral physicians that are not affiliated with the team, that are jointly hired between the league and the union. I would say they need to be held accountable. Harry, you made a great point about Devontae Parker. Whoever that independent neurologist at that game, they should be let go. Like, we hold players accountable, coaches accountable, front office accountable. We hold officiating accountable. So there should be checks and balances on who are these people. They have a massive amount of power. They could take a player out of game at any time, which I agree with. But if they're wrong, they shouldn't keep their job. So when Tua had that hit, which is all over social media now, it's easy for any of us to go back and say, oh, that's when he got hit. But that's where somebody should have said, hey, we're going to take him out of the game and at least go through the procedures because Tua is a competitive, it was a massively important game. And if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, it, it actually impacted his performance. And I got to ask you this, Mike <clears throat> T, and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here uh, because you have been in front offices. You used to be in the uh, Miami Dolphins organization. If you're involved within that organization, right, and you have a voice, after the Cincinnati game with Tua Tagovailoa had that, you know, concussion, are you speaking up and saying, I don't think he should play again this season? Or are you on the side of, you know, let's see how he feels and, 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 and try to chance it? Like, when you have the privilege of any of these jobs, you, you have to defer the experts. And what you want to – and I was there. I believe in those doctors. I still use them to this day to be candid. I think they're – Great doctors, not good doctors, great doctors. They are beyond reproach from an integrity standpoint. They're going to follow the procedures. They're not going to force a player to play. And I think the procedures that are in place that have been enhanced are the right ones. And all my voice, Harry, would be the same, which is like, what's the data? You know, what are the facts? And again, this is a very complicated discussion because it's easy to say like, oh, they handled it wrong from a medical standpoint. But if your starting quarterback is out in the game and he's playing and he's not saying that, anything is wrong, it's hard for them to know. That's where you hope players continue to self-report. Well, and, and, and it's a ca- accountability situation, not just on the doctors in the front office and, you know, coaches, but by the player as well. Because Tua being in that situation already once before, you have to say something. You can't wait yeah. till the next day. And now, well, and I'm just going to point out, I mean, I think it was Kenny at one point that talked about how he used to intentionally – do poorly on his pre-cognitive, preseason cognitive test where they sit down and ask you a bunch of questions. And he did that, and, and he talked about this on air. He did that intentionally so that if he had a concussion, he knew that he could still pass that test. Like, this isn't like a knee injury where you're just looking at a scan and saying, that's torn. you got to rely on a player to be honest right. about their brain, and there isn't a, a, a scan for that. Yeah, and just so the audience understands, that's one of the many steps that players to take. The last step is you have to be cleared by an independent neurological consultant to be cleared. So for Tua to play this week against New England, a massively important game, people are saying like, oh, is Miami pushing him to play? 
that you can't like you you have to be cleared by a third party so um it'll be interesting to see now look this is his third concussion you know i'm not an expert in the field but my understanding is every time you have one like the bar you know and the standard of recovery takes longer and i'm sure you know tua is going to be you know cautious with this and that baseline test is one of the steps to being able to be cleared to get uh, to play again. So we're talking to Mike Tannenbaum, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz on Akishi, and Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Uh, I want to move on as much as we could talk about this the whole time, but there was big news yesterday uh, in the form of Nathaniel Hackett being fired. So now, because I love to make you the GM of every team constantly, although I love working with you all the time, I'm making you the GM of the Broncos. How do you fix Russell Wilson? Yeah, a couple things, guys. Number one, I have a first-round pick from the Bradley Chubb trade. That's an offensive lineman. Everybody else could leave the draft room. Like, I'm going to have only offensive linemen on the board. That We are drafting an offensive lineman because Russell Wilson is there for the next two years. His dead money of his not is like $107 million next year. He's there. So offensive line, offensive line, and offensive line. Then what I'm doing is I'm looking at offensive coaches, Eric Bieniemy, Sean Payton, Shane Steichen of the Eagles. Here's two other names, though. I'm either going to hire a Darryl Bevel, who's the quarterback coach, ironically, of the Dolphins. It used or, to be with him. Yeah, or Brian Schottenheimer, who's with the Dallas Cowboys. Two play callers that had success with Russell Wilson yep. in Seattle. So I'm doing those three things. Offensive line, offensive line, and offensive line. Offensive head coach and a former offensive play caller that had success with him. Let me ask you both a question. Can you, as an organization, bring in a guy just for your quarterback and have that work? Like, because from a leadership standpoint, not every offensive coordinator or quarterback's coach makes a good head coach, Harry. So, like, can you just bring in somebody and presume that well, he can be a great I, head I coach? I think he's saying from an offensive coordinator position, those yeah, two guys. Right. Not, yeah. not head so coach. So, not as a head coach, but yeah, as an offensive coordinator. Right, right, right. But that's something I thought about literally last night, Mike T, and this what, what, morning. When you had the candles on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like setting my little mood and stuff. That's what I did. Sweater weather. Watching that horrible performance by the offense of the Colts last night. But I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, how? what coach would be good for Russell Wilson? And I went back to the, you know, Seattle days when they were running the football effectively and they wasn't in the mindset of let Russ cook because he burning damn eggs in the house. And I thought about those two guys. And so it's, it's, I'm glad you brought up those two names um, here today on the show. Yeah, because to me – this is all – if we were running the Broncos, guys, the job description is what makes Russell Wilson successful. We could argue to the cows come home, you paid him too much, you gave him too much. That's all ancient history, fellas. It's like he's here. We have to make him successful. How do we do that? That's a, a question they're asking in New York with Zach Wilson, too, and what to do with that. Much different situation. Draft capital is there. Uh, do If you were running the Jets at this point, you still giving Zach Wilson a shot, or is that has that gone? Yeah, it's not a death sentence. Look, we've learned more so than ever this year, fellas, the quarterback's a developmental position. Jalen Hurts has gotten way better as a football player. Geno Smith's gotten better. Like, quarterbacks can get better. So what I would say to Zach Wilson is this is not a death sentence. You're going to come back and compete for the job, but you have to earn it each and every day. And, Harry, as a former – like, you want to – Play with a guy that's going to make you better. And it could be Zach Wilson. It could be Mike White. It could be a third-round pick. And the best player is going to play. Now, i got to ask you about this Chargers team because last night I didn't like what i seen offensively, even though they still won. But I think that was from the lack of offensive play that we've seen from the Indianapolis Colts as well. Um, how dangerous can this team actually be in the playoffs? You know what's interesting? I think very dangerous because this time of year you say, like, how can a team get better? They have a chance to get back not one but two blue-chip difference-making players. Rashawn Slater, their left tackle, and Joey Bosa. So um, I'm not just saying it because I predicted the Chargers go to the Super Bowl, but I did predict the Chargers go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I did too. I didn't feel good about that anymore. Go ahead. 
But with that said, to answer your question, Harry, I think they can get better because of those two players. And Derwin James, to me, is a great player. He is a difference maker. He could go sit, like Brandon Staley, like, look, I, I'm a believer in him. They've had some bumps in the road. But if they play the Chargers, excuse me, the Chiefs in the playoffs, and they say, hey, we got to take Kelsey. Kelsey out of the game, that dude can do that. And there's not many players on the planet that can do that. Well, you just look the way he flipped his hips last night with a receiver going across the football field. And I was like, my goodness, this, this is actually a safety doing this. And that's why they, you know, gave him the contract that they actually gave him because he's a difference maker on the back end. Yeah, and look, obviously he got ejected last night, but he has to stay healthy. But if he's healthy – Mike Williams and Keenan, like, if they're healthy, I look at them a lot like the Dallas Cowboys. Their A game on any given day, they could be the best team in the league. Now, uh, uh, Derwin got his coach's Rolexes. What you, uh, uh, for Christmas, you, you get your co-host anything? Look, look, look. How long you been at ESPN? I mean, I've been here a minute. Yeah. I'm new, so you say, oh, like, oh, oh. you didn't get, you but didn't you're, get to nothing? But you're wide receiver you one. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you know how you guys could really separate yourself? Like, my question is, like, what gifts are given to the guests? You know what? That's not like a candle, uh, a scented one. See, uh, I have new ones in my bag. I burned two last night. I got two more new ones in my bag. Mike T, if you're here tomorrow, I bring this is why you. this is why Bath and Body Works needs to hit us up because like we have single wick candles and we can put yeah. the logo on the single wick, single wick. Can- I'm a triple wick. Can- I'm really flying this to try and get some free candles at this point. boys. <laughs> but the single wick candle, we give it out to my- And you already asked me for your gift. He wanted some um, UNLV gear, you know, Bobby. Petrino. No, no, that's not that's not a gift. That's just an expectation. We work together. <laughs> Are we going to old school like Stacy Ogman? Oh, my God. Look, the one one of the very few times in my we're supposed to talk about football. Who cares? One of the very few times in my <laughs> life that I've ever like absolutely fangirled somebody I saw. I was in, I was playing a show in Boise. We had a day off. So I went to Boise. I happened to be playing UNLV. I grew up a big UNLV fan. I walk into the basketball arena. Stacey Ogman was a bench coach. I was sitting two rows behind Stacey Ogman, and I spent the whole time, because I was like, Stacey Ogman was like it for me as a kid. Spent the whole time, I was like, do I, do I ask for a picture? Do I not? Do I ask? And I didn't. And to this day, I regret it. Now, like, all, the, all these years later, I'm like, I should have just walked up and been like, what's that? Like, like, the plastic man. That's I what blew they used it. to call him. He man. was such a great defensive player. Yeah, he was. He was the glue to those running Rebel teams. Yeah, I mean, th- there's no, no doubt about it. Uh, yes, now that we've, uh, I'm openly well, Can shilling. you tell him about the Raiders gear I, got, I had, had sent for you? That is fair. Like, he, he was out in, he was out in Vegas with the Raiders. The doctor of reciprocity, like, what does he have from Louisville? Like, did he get any Louisville gear? It's Louisville. Mike Louisville. 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 It's Louisville. He's Mike Tannenbaum. <laughs> I drafted Devontae Parker. I could call whatever. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Mike, we appreciate your time, man. Happy holidays. Yeah, uh, happy New Year. Thanks for having Good luck with the show, guys. Oh, appreciate, appreciate it. We're, you, you're going to come on all the time, whether you want to or not. That's uh, just the it's way. It's outcome determinative based on the gift. <laughs> Speaking of gifts, like a bad gift, who's the athlete you wish you could exchange? We'll break it down next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.